Hello and welcome to Career Up Now Socially Distanced Close-Ups Israel Edition. My name is Paul Sandberg and I'm joined today by Shelly Kadar, former Hillel International Vice President of Israel Education and Engagement and currently serving as a founding director at the Shlichut Institute. Shelly, thank you for joining me today. If if you don't mind, please share with me a brief story of how you got to become the founding director of the Shlichut Institute after working with Hillel. I don't know how well you're familiar with the whole concept of shlichut, of the word, but maybe it's a good idea to just say what it is. Shlichut is almost a 90-year endeavor whereby Israel, the Jewish agency, sends emissaries, for lack of a better word, cultural, educational young people to Jewish communities worldwide. And they tenure of about two to four years, um, really trying to engage and connect young Jews to each other and to Israel. So that's the purpose of Shlichut. I've done Shlichut once before in London and then Fort Hillel. And I'm also the daughter of Shlichim which is the plural of the same verb. That's how I've been in this uh, in, in and out of Shlichut world for a long time. And when I finished my job with Hillel as a Shlicha, uh, I was approached by Nathan Sharansky, who was, was then the chairman of the Jewish Agency, to see if we can together start up this new initiative called the Shlichut Institute and create this for Shlichim worldwide. And he's now working with me as the chairman of my managing board. And as director of the Shlichut Institute, what are some of the things you do on a day-to-day basis? So we try, at the Shlichut Institute, we try to do three things every day, at least. We try to enhance, develop, and define the content area of Shlichut. As you've noticed, obviously, we're in the 21st century, and Shlichut is a very ancient thing. So we're trying to understand what does it mean from a content perspective to perform successful Shlichut on its all, all its various uh, iterations in the field. We have very many different types of shlichot. Secondly, we try to train and uh, generate professional development opportunities for shlichim before, during, and even after they've returned to Israel. And thirdly, we are cultivating and creating what we call a community of practice, an online community of practice for shlichim, which comes to help them share best practices and learn from each other and also preserve great ideas, encourage initiatives. And I noticed actually on your website, one of your goals is to create a chokhmah, bina, vadat. I think that was the third goal. Actually, in our mission statement, we use these exact three and say that these are the three things that we're trying to do, <laughs> impart wisdom and create professional collegiality. So I think there's a similarity in what we're trying to do and yeah. what Career Up is trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I know that I got my opportunity with Career Up because of the pandemic. My summer camp plans got canceled and now... I had the opportunity to do this, but I guess for you at the Shlichu Institute, were there any new challenges or opportunities that the pandemic presented? Well, you've mentioned summer camps. I don't know which summer camp you were supposed to be working for. I went to Camp Avoda. It's in Massachusetts. It's a Oh, wow. Camp. So I think we have Shlichim there, right? Oh, really? I know the past couple of years, we started getting a couple of Israeli counselors. Uh-huh. I mean, that was through you. But... Yeah, yeah, that was through us. Oh, um, and obviously they didn't come this summer because okay. of the pandemic. So definitely our work since March 5th, I can say, I can even identify the moment at APAC policy conference finished and a lot of us with me, myself included, and we dispersed back into our different countries and states. We understood that this was going to become a very serious thing. And as early as March, we began developing Israel engagement and education tools online mm-hmm. and really 
intensively training Oshlichim as well as our teams on how to switch to working remotely. This was before people were even under quarantine or self-quarantine. This was very, very early on. Uh Definitely had to sort of change the way that we work. And um, pandemic has affected us immensely like everybody else. Our entire profession is based on people from different countries traveling to different countries. That's not really easy to do nowadays, even though we do have shlichim coming to the United States as -hmm. we speak. There were two that flew today, but it's very complicated. And also we couldn't create big events or generate classes or even go inside schools and synagogues, all the things that we were used to do. So there was a lot of actually innovation that came through this. We've learned how to do things on smaller budget, but extremely creative. And also, I think what the pandemic has enabled us is to also look nationwide and globally when we look at Israel content. Whereas before, like Camp Avodah would have their two shlichim and they would only focus on Camp Avodah. This summer, the shlichim that worked virtually actually worked with a lot of different camps and we, we were able to crisscross and leverage different resources. There's mm-hmm. also good things that are coming out of this. Yeah, definitely. And more broadly, what would you say is one core value that's guided you throughout your entire life? Wow, that's a big question for one core value for my entire life. Yeah. I speak a lot about two professionally. I want to speak professionally and not from a family or Jewish perspective. Mm Because I think from a Jewish perspective, definitely meaning in Hebrew, mashma'ut, you know, constantly trying to create things, experiences, and, and my life meaningful and to be meaningful for others. That's personally, on a professional level, I usually use two words, which are, uh, the second one, I don't know how to translate into English, but the first one is trust. And the second one is to give people just the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I find that when you have trust and you're able to give people the benefit of the doubt, you can actually overcome any professional situation. The same with this pandemic. You know, some people say, we don't want your program right now. And we need to understand that that's not saying that they don't like us anymore or they don't like programming anymore. Sometimes it's just about being busy with other things and that's giving people the benefit of the doubt and trusting them that we're in mm-hmm. this together. Yeah. So those are values. So I gave you three instead of one. That's bad. That's okay. It's good to have a lot of values, I guess. <laughs> I and guess so. Is there something you wish you had known before you started your career? Everybody that starts in the Jewish world, especially the Jewish educational professional world, is sometimes overwhelmed by the amount of hands in the pudding, we say, a lot of different hands in the pudding, and not to get discouraged by the fact that you feel that on every corner that you're sitting, there are a lot of other different people. It's actually a good thing. It's a very small bubble. Jewish educational arena, everybody knows everybody, I think, in many ways. So I wish I would have known that and not be intimidated by it at the beginning. It didn't intimidate me that much. I'm here. Yeah. But I think sometimes it looks, it's overwhelming for people. Yeah. Definitely. And I know your institute does a lot to bring emissaries and shluchi to the States, but what specific ways does the institute and your job intersect more with Israeli affairs? Israeli affairs, do you mean current affairs? Israeli yeah. current affairs? Firstly, we, we send shluchim all over the world, not just the United States. And the returning shluchim, they're about, on a normal year, we would have about over 2,000 shluchim returning every year from their different missions. So it's a big cohort of people. And the Jewish agency is investing a lot in helping shluchim firstly reacclimate themselves at home and become really good advocates of the good values that they've learned abroad from Jewish communities like pluralism and conversation and listening. So there are a lot of different initiatives that take place through the network of shluchim alumni. For example, at the moment with the pandemic, we've done various things, but I think the most recent and impressive is that we have a course, an academic course offered for returning shlichim that teaches them how to be community managers in times of crisis. 
and they're actually going to be certified in community crisis management with the Tel Aviv University. And that's a huge thing. It means that we're giving tens of people the opportunity to be very valuable in their communities. I would say from a content point of view, we're not blind. On the contrary, we are usually proactive in preparing Ashlechim to understand how Israeli current affairs are impacting Jewish communities. So if it's the political arena or the conflict or cultural things or things to do with the BDS movement, unfortunately, or you know, anti-Semitism, those are all the things that we work on constantly to help prepare Ashlechim and to give them ongoing training on how to deal with these things. And if a college student or a young professional were to be moving to Israel, what would be your advice for them? Especially to drink a lot of water and to bring sunscreen. It's a hot country, especially now in August. I've actually had a, quite a few of my friends in the colleges that make, made Aliyah move to Israel, came here for a semester or two. I think my recommendation to them is to just, firstly, just do it and to come and experience Israel for themselves. To not be distracted by media, positive or negative to really come and give themselves the gift. Jewish students can are really gifted uh, substantial uh, subsidies to come to Israel, and it's not something that every country does for its diaspora community. So I say seize the day and come and spend a semester or you know a year or whatever you want to be doing because it's a, it's a great experience, and, and then decide for yourself. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, so those you're are all welcome my- to, Paul. I don't know what your plans are with the pandemic, but you're also Oh, welcome. yeah. I was actually supposed to go on birthright with my camp friends in Oh, June. no. So, yeah. So we're no hoping- camp and no birthright? Yeah, it was a pretty different summer than I'm used to, but... Oh, wow. I'm sorry. Birthright is it's devastating to me that birthright hasn't happened. Yeah, it's Please. definitely tough. Hopefully, I'll be able to get there next summer, but... Yeah, please don't give up on birthright. I think you'll have a great experience. Definitely. I definitely will not give up on that opportunity. But those were all the questions I had for today. So thanks again right. for joining me and sharing your story for Career Up Now Socially Distance Close Up Podcast. And I look forward to keeping in touch with you and I wish you the best in your future. Thank you. And I look forward to seeing you in Israel as soon as you can. Thank and you. Wish you good health. Thank you. You too. Well, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.